Hello and welcome to the Majors Mess Up podcast. This is episode 141. I am Gavin and I'm joined by Kelly and Mike. Hello. Hey. That's that's better, you see. Normally there's a bloody big gap there where no one speaks. So that's that's what we want. Excellent. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is, a, this is a really special episode for me and, and for Kelly as well. We did an interview the, the other day with Lindsay Armau from Bewitched and it was fantastic, wasn't it, Kel? Oh, yeah, she was really nice, really down to earth. Like I don't like Mike. When I say bewitched, like the the girl band yep. bewitched from like the the late nineties, early two thousands. Like, what do you think of when I say that? Sailor V obviously is is the first thing that comes to mind. Um, I was really quite, I suppose, quite a young teen at the time, um, and obviously into all the Backstreet Boys and Sync kind of thing. So, uh, you know, that was right up my street. Yeah, and like but Sailor V is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, so Sailor V is like a you know a cheesy pop song. But it's one of those like it's it's just a fun song and it's kind of timeless in a way because it's still played on the radio today. Yeah. I still hear it in Canada as well, and uh, it's just a really catchy song. They kind they were kind of typecast with that track, I find. But mm. if you listen to the albums, like they did two albums, and both albums went went um, platinum as well. Um, there's That's some nice. there's some really nice tracks on the albums as well that like just they're nothing like Say La Vie. They're like um, it just kind of defines them more as a band. Like this, you know, the the harmon. There's some harmonies on there as well. They're just more classy tracks. Um, I'm a ballad yeah. guy anyway. I love ballads, and they've got some really nice ballads. And and honestly, like you know, as far as girl bands go, I know like the biggest girl band that everyone knows is the Spice Girls. But these girls actually are the only girl band to ever get four number ones in the UK ever. In, wow. Consecutively, like obviously the Spice Girls have you know did it since, but like Wannabe, the Spice Girls' first song that didn't go to number one in the first week, so it never charted at number one. But the the first four singles from Bewitched did, and they still hold that record today, which is actually quite incredible when you think about it. Yeah, they were like yeah, yeah. everywhere though. They were in the magazines. They were on every like Top of the Pops. SM, was it SMTV live? Yeah, was that just everywhere, yeah, yeah. everywhere. They were literally everywhere, and even in school, everyone was wearing denim, like to, to be like them. At the <laughs> I remember costume. that. Yeah, the They're denim. The double yeah. denim. You the... can't mention bewitched without the double denim. Right, well, just explain, obviously... explain to people what double denim is, Kel. So like it's a pair of jeans on the, on the bottom, and then like a denim jacket. So like double denim, and it's like it was meant to be a fashion faux pas, wasn't it? But they kind of made it cool. Well, I had, <laughs> so a, everyone... I had a go, didn't I? Well, yeah, because your your like your boy band started to do the denim <laughs> thing, didn't they? A little bit. But but that's the thing. Was it a fashion faux pas back then? No. I, I think it might have been before. I don't know. I don't know, but they like, they did it. Because I remember going through that myself as well. <laughs> and it, <laughs> that's what I mean. They had such an influence. Every school disco or anything like that, their their songs was played. Like, they were played loads, weren't they? Yeah, and, and like yeah. we did, we did. There was a time when the band I was in, we did do double denim. But then the lads, we did it for like a period of time, and then we stopped. Well, they stopped, and I carried it on right into like into college. <laughs> And uh, I'd still do it now, but my wife won't let me. I, I, what's wrong with it? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with it? Just a nice t-shirt, a nice pair of jeans, and a, and a, a denim jacket. What's wrong with that? I don't think yeah. it looks bad. I don't no, either. I don't. Like, it's just like oh, double denim. But, uh, what's wrong with that? 
<laughs> See, there was that, and then there was also the Irish dancing that they do in the video, and everybody that's school disco used to think they could do it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We all used to try. <laughs> the Irish dancing, I don't like, because Lindsay will say herself, because I've listened to other interviews, she'll say, oh, I'm no good at it either. But they really are. If you watch them in the way they do it, I could not do the coordination involved in doing that dance. There's no way I could do it. There's I no can't way. do it, but after a few drinks, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so and I think I'm a lot better than I am, but never mind. So Funnily be- enough, though, like one of the obviously Sarah is the massive one, and I, I've, I seem to remember when I was younger, obviously '90s type of area, um, early noughties. We're talking, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I actually really preferred Blame It on the Weatherman. I thought I Blame It on the Weatherman was an absolute tune. Yeah, we've, we, it's funny because we, me and Kelly, were talking about this, and I like a lot of their songs, but that's one that we both mutually really like. That it's a great song. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. like it's I got think, an Enya, it's like got an Enya that. feel to it though. Like there's like um, yeah. whatever that that instrument that Enya uses, it's in Weatherman. Yeah, I think Sailor V was definitely to capture the masses potentially. I mean, obviously, I I haven't uh, heard the interview you guys have done yet, um, but I think like Blame It on the Weatherman was like a proper decent tune that was just for the tune's sake. It was just a good song. Here's yeah. a good song. You know, I think when I was doing the music, I did a similar thing with Party All Night, which I absolutely hate, but it was written specifically for the purpose of this is going to be easy to perform. It's going to be easy to pull people in. And then after that, in my set, I'll do the other songs that I actually really want to push. Uh, and that's you know? the thing. The thing is, there's nothing wrong with a cheesy song. There really isn't. No, no, and I, I actually hate that word, cheese, because it, it, it's, it's associated with negativity. Pop, yeah, it is. It's bubblegum. But the thing is, it's, even today, it's still popular because... I've been listening to Bewitched a lot lately, obviously in preparation for the interview. And I played it, my, my daughter's six, and I play it and she loves it. She loves it. Yeah. Loves it. Absolutely it's so loves catchy, it. Though. It really is. Like all the tunes were as well. There's, there's a couple on the like there's one on the album, you, you guys probably won't know it, but and I've loved it for years. And it's called Are You a Ghost? And it's the most simple song, but it's really nice. And I know Michael, you you'd really appreciate it just from like a you know, a cre- a what is it called song. again? Because I'll be googling that it's right called, now. It's called "Are You a Ghost?" It's really All the good. The search engines are available. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really nice song. And then there was like, um, I just love their ballads. "To You I Belong" right. was another one I really liked. Um, yeah. Um, I really like. Um, I've not I shall be there is another one. That's another really nice ballad as well. But um, I've been singing "Blame on the Weatherman" nonstop since he had Lindsay on. Yeah, it's just been in my head that I keep on singing it. But it's, it's that fantastic. chorus is so powerful. So you can yeah. just imagine what that was like live. And then as well, when just everyone to, just like, to, to bring people up to date as well. So like they they did a show called the Big Reunion um, in 2012. Was it 2012? 2013. 2012. Oh, anyway, it was around that time where they did a show where they, they, they reunited bands that had split off from like the early early to mid to late 90s. Uh, Five was was one of them. Um, another band called 911. Um, Atomic Kitten. There was loads of different... Atomic Kitten. Br- yeah, yeah, loads of different British bands that did it. And then he did a Series 2 and A1. We talked to Paul from A1. A1 were part of the Series 2. Anyway, on Series 1, Bewitch were part of it. So they reformed after, you know, six years of not performing together. And um, it's actually fantastic to see them, like, reconnect again. We talked to Lindsay a little bit about that. And then after the show, a couple of years later, in 2014, they did a an EP, which is funny because me and Mike are working on an EP for our UKDian project. But uh, they did an EP and um, called Champagne or Guinness. And honestly, 
it's fantastic. It's some bands will try and like revamp themselves after years of not doing anything, and they struggle to do it, and they can't find themselves. It's just they can't find where the, where their niche is anymore. But Bewitched absolutely nailed it. All the girls yeah. were given a chance to sing, as opposed to Adele, who was always the lead singer. All, all the girls were given a chance to to shine, basically, and. Um, I really liked it. It's six songs and they're all fantastic. And we're going to finish this episode with one of them as well. Um, I'm not sure which one yet, but we'll decide toward the end of the episode. But yeah, fantastic. So if you if you are interested in hearing what Bewet sound like today, you can check out Champagne or Guinness, the EP, um, which is available on all the streaming services. But it's it's, it's great. And if you guys are ready, we, we can go straight into the interview now, unless you, you guys want to talk a bit more about it. No, no, I was, I was just going to say, obviously, in prep for this, you, you do read up on things and check out things. And I, I found, um, obviously, on YouTube uh, in 2013, they put a song out called Love Love and Money. And I thought that was, that had a really cool feel to that's it. That's it. That's the one. That, that's is that it. Is? That's on the EP. Yeah, that's uh, that was actually the first single they released off the EP. And that's the one I'm leaning more towards playing at the end of the episode, to be honest. So yeah. you, you may have no, just no, decided it for me that's right up my street obviously i was i was brought up as a boy band pop guy uh you know did my own music career as a pop kind of thing so i kind of as my music taste has matured i've gone for more like the pop rock and actually in some cases full-on rock as well um but that's where my music tastes are really now obviously i'm still happy to go back to the pop and the ukadian stuff is very poppy as well that's what i'm best at producing but so th- that love and money song is exactly the type of and actually um Losing Myself, you'll know this, obviously, we, we haven't put it out yet, there's a song on the EP that we're working on called Losing Myself, and it, it, that's the kind of feel that I go for, and Love and Money is that kind of sound, it's it's still pop, it's still got great harmonies and great chord structures and melodies and everything, but the underlying base of it is is based on rock, and uh, you know, yeah, that's amazing. It is, it's a great song, so we we'll probably will finish up the episode with that one. But uh, right now, I think it's time to go through to our interview. And this is, of course, our interview with Lindsay Armau from Bewitched. The rain goes on. good thanks how about yourself i'm good thank you yeah <laughs> excellent so fir- first of all i just want to say how much we appreciate you taking this time because i know no that worry. you are you know you're basically a new mum. you've got two young kids yeah. as i have as well and it's uh, i know it's yeah. a lot tougher for the mum. uh yeah. you know my kids kind of just <laughs> pine, they pine for their mum more so than, than me so it's i get it mm-hmm. a little bit easier so i you know i really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us so oh thank you thank you for saying that and acknowledging that actually because um I think it, I think it is harder for the for the full time carer, if you like, because there's no kind of mental break from it. No. Especially now, especially now where you can't go to soft play or to play dates and stuff like that. It's literally all down to me to stimulate them, to feed them, to take them out for fresh air. Like everything is down to me. So by the time my evening comes, my I don't know if I'm going to even make sense tonight. My brain is just so frazzled. <laughs> just like, yeah. So it is it is tough at the minute. Yeah, and it's just like like you just never get a break. Like even in the nighttime, our son he's only he'll be four in April, and he gets up and comes in oh, and like no. he's upset in the night or whatever, and he just wants his mum. Yeah. So even if I say, "Come on, I'll take you back to bed," no, he just wants his mum. So yeah. you've got to get up with him because he won't he won't listen to me. 
I know, <laughs> I know, I know. And that's the same. It's the same with me at the moment. They want that both of the kids want me to do bedtime with them. And even though my husband is around and he's like, I'm ready, I'm here. Like, yeah, give, yeah. Me one, give me one of them. <laughs> and they're both like, mommy, mommy. So I have to do all the bedtime stuff. And it's just like, yeah, it's just the way it is for now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So the first question is like, you know, just wondering, we're talking about COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Once it's all over and you obviously get back together with the girls and start doing yeah. touring and stuff hopefully and, and all things like that is it a bit mm-hmm. of a dread um with being a mom now because obviously you haven't really done much with bewitch since you've become a mom have you no well i i did um after my first um was born i did about a year and a half of gigging again again before i got i went off on maternity leave again for my second but since my second has been born i haven't really been back to work i think i've done one gig and then COVID hit. So I took a, I took, um, I only took three months off with my first um, baby, so my daughter, wow. which in hindsight was absolute pure madness because I was, I wasn't ready to return to work after three months. No, no way. Um, uh, I bet. <laughs> yeah, and so for my son, when I was pregnant the second time, I was like, no, guys, I'm taking, I'm taking eight months at least, like maybe a bit longer, depends how I feel and stuff like that. So I ended up taking. Um, I think it was eight or nine months and then I did manage to do one gig and then COVID hit. So I've basically not really worked for two years, um, which is which is a strange feeling. Do you know what I mean? Because it's kind of, you can, I kind of expected it for the first year after my son was born, but now it's been an extra year on top of that. I feel it does feel like a long time and, and I, do, I do miss it. I really do miss it. And as much as I love being a mum... It's that that's that other side of my brain that's not being stimulated, which is the you know just the getting out there and doing my thing, yeah. and that that I do find hard, I have to say, at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need to do something for you as well, don't you? Yeah, you do. You do, and you you really do, and yeah. it's uh, and it's important because you've got to recharge your batteries and your um you just got to, you've got to be able to rejuvenate yourself in order to give to your children and to everyone else you know so if you're not filling up your banks there's nothing to give yeah so exactly it's it's really important um but I think you know now by the time the gigs do start up again it's probably realistically going to be you know the the end of this year I'd say we're looking at the back end of the summer if at earliest I would imagine that we start gigging again so by then my son will be two and a bit um, my daughter will be starting school in September, which I just can't believe. Aww. So, yeah, so there'll be a little bit more structure. You know, she'll be in school every day. And and my son, you know, we've got a really good nursery, which my daughter goes to as well. So I know that there's that little bit of support. But I have to say, we don't really have family around in terms of support. So an awful lot of planning has to go into it. So if I get a gig, say, a few months ahead, and I know that that's in the diary, me and my husband have to sit down and and say, right, what are we doing about childcare? Because we really have to plan it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like he normally has to either take the day off or the afternoon off to go and pick the kids yeah. up from the nursery or else. Usually we're lucky and it ends up on a weekend, which is when he doesn't work anyway. So we kind of overlap quite nicely. But yeah, it definitely takes a bit of planning for sure. So we're going to take you right back to the start. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> You had worldwide success. Your first four mm-hmm. singles went straight to number one. Like yeah. it must have been an amazing experience, but also really hard to adapt to. 
Yeah, it was, um, I think, because given our ages as well, I mean, I was 18 when I got in the band, so I think I was 19 when we had our first number one and then proceeded to have another three number ones after that. Um, so we're looking at, you know, around 1920. It's such a young age to yeah. literally be catapulted into that position where, you know, A, you're away from home all the time, on the road, living out of a suitcase, not having time off to reconnect with family yeah. and stuff like that. Um, B, you're, you know, you've got the, the fame aspect of it, which is quite a surreal experience, actually. And it's quite... You know, I sometimes feel like there should be some sort of counselling that goes along with artists and people who are in the, in the limelight because there's, yeah, you know that there's that there's a mental aspect of it and it's very easy to lose yourself in that a little bit. So it was kind of you know keeping our keeping our feet on the ground and and keep, keeping each other sane actually. Um, but also then, yeah, just kind of, as I say, being away from home for so long and and the, and the height of success that we had as well. Um, you were everywhere, weren't you? Every magazine, TV yeah, show. Yeah. And the hours that we worked as well, it was really full on. Like we used to work about, I don't know, 16 to 18 hour days sometimes with no breaks and, you know, doing interviews while having lunch and stuff like that, which I think I look back now and I think I don't think that would be allowed nowadays. I think that would probably be illegal you know, um, and I do remember there was one time, I think we were in the States and we'd said to our tour manager, you know, from now on, we need to we need to have our meal times in the schedule because otherwise yeah. we end up just eating on the go and it's really not good enough. We'd all we were all losing a lot of weight and stuff like that. And um, so we had said that to the tour manager and he had passed it on to the record company. But how lo and behold, that very month we had a ridiculous day planned where we were working from morning until night and then we had to get on a flight to fly to the next place the next state wow. and by the time we got there it was going to be too late for dinner and even possibly too late for room service and that kind of thing so it was like there was literally no time to have dinner and you know and there was not even enough time at the airport to have dinner so it was like we had to get on this flight and I remember we stood in the gate of you know just before getting on the flight and we put our foot down and we said we're not getting on this flight because we've asked specifically that we have time to eat and this has not been respected um so yeah it was kind of a moment where we I think it was probably one of the first moments where we took things into our hands and thought you know what we have got a little bit of control here yeah you know because it's very easy for to kind of feel like you're just on this conveyor belt and you just yeah. got to keep going, keep going, keep going. And there's quite a lot of pressure from the record company, you know. Yeah. Quite so grueling. It is. And I and I, I know this is quite um, relevant as well at the moment with the whole, I think, the whole Britney documentary and stuff. Oh, I yeah. haven't watched it and I don't, I don't actually know much about what's in it. But I think from what I can hear, it highlights, you know, what it's like to be in that position oh, and, yeah. you know, and the fame and that side of things but anyway so that was that was that story but um but yeah so it was it was quite a it's quite a lot of pressure to take on at that age I think um yeah so we're I think we're, we were lucky that we had each other I think people who are um like for example bit Brittany on her own in that position I think that must have been much harder but like thank god as well that you go you girls all said you know like you, we're, we're taking a stand there. We're not. We're not going to do this because we need yeah. to. You know, because like people like AJ from the Backstreet Boys. You know, obviously he had his drug addiction and stuff like that. You can mm. totally understand why because you, you you get that tired. 
you know somebody offers you oh take this it's a pick me up this will keep mm. you going and, and he says that himself that's how he got started on drugs was yeah. because of things like that so you can totally understand those young people in their like late mm. teens early 20s and even sometimes you know their early teens you know you can understand mm-hmm. and it messes it does it does mess some people up absolutely and you're so impressionable and they're so they're they're drugs are everywhere in that industry they're yeah. everywhere they're so available to you um it's unbelievable and i do remember once or twice being offered you know something and I, i'm just being like no i and and i never i and none of us the four of us never ever got into that side of things we never took drugs or anything like that um i think we were we hardly even drank or anything i mean we were so we were worked so hard that the thought of having a hangover or feeling in any way, <laughs> in any way, it, rough the mix, next day, yeah. Nightmare. it was like, no, we can't. We've got to be up at six and we've got to be, you know, we've got to be on our top game. And do you know what I mean? We've got six performances tomorrow. It's just you just can't afford to be not like your best self. But it is I can I can see how the attraction is there for people who are maybe struggling mentally and need and not even need but when they're offered something it's kind of like oh yeah yeah okay and then before you know it you're kind of it's a slippery slope you know and you're kind of going down that addiction route so I can definitely see how it can happen for sure yeah so would you say that you enjoy it more now than you did back then because back then it was it sounds like it was just a whirlwind and you didn't even get a chance to enjoy it yeah, there's there's like there was pockets and there were elements that I enjoyed back then. And don't get me wrong, the highs were so high. I mean, getting our number ones and doing our own tour and touring the states and you know and Canada and and you know just the the amount of stars that we met. You know, the the, the life that we were leading was it was there was a lot of highs, but but it was hard. And I think now it's different. Obviously, it's on a different level. You know, we do gigs. We're all mums, and we all have all different priorities and obligations and responsibilities. And so we get together and we'll do a gig. Um, you know, when COVID is not an issue, we normally have one or two gigs a month. So we get to we get to get together for a weekend or you know a night and do a gig, get on stage, do our hits, have a laugh, um, have a drink in the bar afterwards, catch up. And then we go, you know, get up the next day and go back to our lives, you know. So it's, it's, it's so enjoyable now. It really is. And you um, seem a lot closer and, now as well. You, you girls just seem yeah. I was just, to, I, I was just going to say we really appreciate each other as well. Um, I think we've been, we've been in each other's lives for so long now, and we've been through so much that the relationships are, they run deep. Do you know what I mean? And it's not, it's not just a friendship, and it's not just a working relationship. We're sisters, and. You know, it's um, we're very lucky actually to have that, and uh, it it does it definitely runs deep. So it's it's great to see each other, and I can't believe that it's been so long. I live quite near to Edel, <laughs> and then Sinead lives in Ireland, and Kiwi lives in London. I'm in Manchester, um, so I haven't seen I haven't seen Sinead for over a year now. It's probably the longest wow. time since I can remember wow. um, because of COVID, and then. Um, Kiwi has had twins. She's had twin babies during COVID. I didn't wow. even think that was possible for twins to have twins. Yeah. <laughs> my, my wife's a twin, and when, when she's been pregnant, she goes, it might be twins. And I'm like, yeah, but you're a twin, so that won't happen. And it didn't. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to skip a generation, isn't yeah. it? Oh, no, but she, she had twins. And she's already got wow. a three-year-old as well, so she's got her hands full. Definitely. But, uh, I don't wish that on yeah. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. So back so, in then. 
2013, you appeared on the um, big reunion. Um, and like Gavin said, you had to have, you seem a lot closer, but you had to first go through those difficult conversations. That yeah. must have been a real tough time to touch, because obviously some touchy subjects you had to address. It was actually quite tough. Um, it was tough because it had been so long before that, um, that all the stuff had happened. So it was kind of like, you know, going back there and reliving stuff and trying to remember as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like yeah. trying to remember, you know, you know, when somebody says, but you said this and it's like, no, I don't remember that. It was that so, long ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's very difficult to address stuff when it's that long beforehand. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, well, you know what, we've signed up to this program and we're, and we, we said that we'd dig deep and delve into stuff that we felt during the band and stuff like that so we went for it and it was uncomfortable at times but actually in hindsight I feel like it was such a good thing to do it was cathartic yeah. um and it it opened up the lines of communication again and you know for us to then carry on and still be a band now goes to show that those lines of communication have stayed open and yeah. things things are are better and the dynamic is better the dynamic is more healthy um and i think at the time we were probably just too young to to deal with it in a yeah. in an adult mature way so mm. we dealt with it in our own young ways do you know what i mean which may sometimes have been a bit defensive may sometimes have been a bit introvert and you kind of don't say something so it builds up and then it's resentment and you know what i mean it's that kind of yeah. stuff that you don't really know how to deal with as a youngster so yeah we're able to we're able to kind of just say things as it as they are now which is Definitely. great so um at one point in the show um it was actually really humbling to see because mm. you were, you had to perform in front of everybody everyone had to perform their own tracks and it was humbling to see how nervous everyone was you'd expect yeah. the confidence but even like five everyone blew you were just everybody was nervous I wondered how that experience yeah. was for you it's so funny isn't it because you would think that it would just be like getting on a bike again you know mm. but in some yeah. ways it was in some ways it was when we were kind of rehearsing and stuff it was like okay this initially felt really rusty but then very quickly became quite familiar again but then when it actually came to the night of performing and getting on the stage yeah, we were all really nervous. Um, I remember being feeling really nervous and I didn't used to, do you know what I mean? It was like, it was just such a natural thing to go on and do these songs and stuff, whereas it had been so long and there was a lot of, people were expecting a lot, do you know what I mean? There was a lot of pressure and it was like, okay, here we are, we're doing it. But it was an amazing feeling, I have to say, it really was. I actually went to the Liverpool show when it was Did such you? a good show. Oh, every did song, you? Everyone knew the words too, and it was just—it was brilliant. Yeah. Show. Oh yeah. yeah, and it really made us realise how, you know, some of the songs have really stood the test of time because people were oh, just definitely. singing them back to us and everything still. So yeah, it was—it was awesome. I was course I didn't get to go to that because I just moved to Canada when when that, the TV show was on and everything. Oh, so I was here, yeah. so I couldn't go. So I was, I was gutted about that. Oh, yeah, it was good. Nostalgia. Yeah, it was. It was, so, yeah, really nostalgic. So after that, you, like a lot of the bands kind of disbanded again and didn't really do a whole yeah. lot or, or kind of stayed together but have not done any new music, like Five, for instance. But you girls did that yeah. EP, Champagne yeah. and Guinness, which is honestly, yeah. I'm not just saying it because you're on. It's fantastic. I love every track. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> just like sometimes when a, when a band splits up and then they come back together, 
the sound doesn't always work. It's like they can't really find mm. themselves, but you girls really have with that that EP. Um, and it's, thank yeah, you. and it just like yeah. showcases your voices more. Like you've all kind of been given a chance to sing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. I, I just wondered if there was any more in the works, like to do any more songs together, new stuff. Um, I think it's it's so tricky. We did actually do some recording a couple of years ago. Um, it didn't it didn't really work out. I mean, in, in hindsight, were the songs maybe strong enough? I don't know. But it, what's tricky at the moment in the industry is that it's. To record a new album, a costs money, so it's like it's a, it's an investment of, yeah. of money and it's an investment of time because it takes up a big chunk of time to do an album. Um, so it, there's that to consider, and and actually, you know, there's not really you don't really get much back from it from albums themselves. So it's kind of like we have to be really. Um, mindful, I suppose, of the amount of, of time that we're going to commit to something, especially because a couple of us have really young families. So it makes it really tricky. Um, but I think the the possibility is always there. And you just never know when opportunities arise. And, you, you know, we're, we're always ready. Do you know what I mean? So if something comes up, we're like, we discuss it. And we're like, if this feels right, we'll just we'll grab it and we'll make it work. Um, so I don't know is the answer, to be honest. But, you know, you just never say never. Um, I would love to personally. I think, you know, once it's in your blood, it's there. Um, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll so see. what about you like, because have... I, I listened to the, the album that you did with Clayton as well, and I love that. Yeah. Um, oh. Is there any more plans to do any solo stuff? Because it's like you, you're so talented that like, you know, because you, you, you can play multiple instruments and things like that. You're really good at songwriting. It would be nice to see something else from, from just you. Oh. Oh, thank you. That's really nice to hear. I think um, I would love to. And I don't know when that would be because, as I say, I've got two small children. But mm-hmm. however, I, f- I do feel like I'm at, a t- I'm at a point in my life where I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm finding that I've, I really have that fire in my belly again and I have a hunger for it again. Um, and so I think possibly when, you know, when my first child gets to kind of school age, which is coming up, you know, this year, I'll have it'll free up a bit of my time, and I, I sort of think that it'd be nice to do a bit more writing. Whether it's for me or not, again, I don't know, but definitely to get into songwriting again. Um, and you never know, maybe, maybe for me, maybe I could, you know, do a little EP or something. Yeah. I don't know. I really should. Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Well, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So you also went on to do um, two years in acting school and you've yeah. gone on to being appear in films and live theatre productions is yeah. that now where your passion lies in acting or is it just performing in general um i found another passion i guess in acting um so obviously my first love is music and it always will be um uh, but i think i got to a point um when i was about so it was probably just after clayton um and we had some interest from record companies and it, it just, it didn't get picked up. Um, and even though we did release the EP ourselves, it wasn't picked up by a major company. So, and I think it was around the time where a lot of those um, reality sort of, you know, the X Factor and, yeah. and pop idols and all that kind of stuff, they were kind of dominating the whole music industry. So it was like the only way in was to go on one of those shows. And that was the way the music industry was going at the time. Um, 
So I think I got a little bit disheartened with it all and I just thought, you know what, I've spent, you know, so long doing music and and I feel like maybe I should think about trying something different. Um, and at that point, somebody had suggested acting to me and I kind of hadn't really taken it seriously yeah. and then someone else suggested and I thought, I'll look into it. And then I went and did a, a weekend course at uh, the poor school in King's Cross, which is quite a well-known acting school. Um, Jesse Wallace went there, you know, um, Kat from oh, EastEnders. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> and a few other people, obviously. But, um, yeah, and I went to do a weekend course there just to kind of ha- get a taste of it. And the um, the guy who run, r- runs the school offered me a place at the end of the weekend, which in oh, the, wow. sorry, in the full-time course, which is a two-year full-time course. So... Initially, I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" no. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna commit to a two-year full-time course. I'm, you must you know. have impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but then I went away and I thought about it, and I was like, "Or do I? You know, why, why not? Why, why not commit to something two-year full-time?" So I did, uh, and it, honestly, it was um, one of the best experiences because it really did, it really did. Um, helped me to develop as a, an artist in so many different ways mainly in confidence but um and as a person as well so it was great that I did that and then yeah as you say after that then I did get a few parts um it things went a bit quiet then obviously around having babies and stuff like that yeah um but I've just I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet but I think I probably am I've just got a part in a Netflix drama I won't say I won't say okay. the name that's of it, fantastic actually. I've got a part. It's a small part, but it's a good start um, to get yeah, back into definitely. things. So that's quite exciting. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So we're, we're going to wrap it up in a, in a couple of minutes. We, but we're just gonna, yeah. We've got some rapid fire questions for you. There's five of them. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to get through them very quickly. So the first okay. question is, what one song defines you? And it doesn't have to be a bewitched song. It, just a oh song in general like but that defines you, would you say? Not one song defines me. Well, if I'm going to just like jump in and give an answer, it would be Vision of Love by Mariah Carey because that is the song that made me want to be a singer. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. These are um, random um, quick five questions. Okay. So the next one is um, What is the perfect meal? Perfect meal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled lobster. Yes. Um, Greek salad. Um, Greek potato fries. They have to be the Greek, the way the Greeks make them because they're so <laughs> freshly cut and the way they cook them. And then for dessert, baked Alaska. Nice. I'm, I'm just with you with the lobster. Because lobster is so popular here and it's just amazing. I love is it. Is it? I love seafood. It's oh. great. Yeah, me too. Uh, next question is, can you tell us something about yourself that no one else knows? Just a little Lindsay fact. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you kind of just did, didn't you, with with the Netflix thing? Oh, I did. Actually. Now, come on, I can be a bit more imaginative than that. Can I tell you something else? Oh, I. Oh, no, that's a bit weird. I can't tell you that. Oh, you can. Yeah, that's what you want. The you want to stuff. <laughs> I love the feel of elbows. Really? Elbows. Yeah. Like you know. I know, like, you know the way you've got a bit of saggy skin there yeah like I love just pinching it like giving it a good old squeeze the, li- the little knobbly yeah. bit there yeah but you have to straighten your arm out so they get all the saggy oh, bit there oh okay yeah like yeah, like, a, like an elephant like a, yeah. reminds me of an exactly. elephant yeah. the saggier the better yeah <laughs> 
That's probably the Fantastic. best random fact you've ever had. That is definitely the best random fact you've ever had. <laughs> um, <laughs> who or what inspires you? Um, who or what inspires me? Gosh, um, I think my my dad. Um, he is probably one of the best men I know, other than my Aww. husband. Yeah. Um, but he is he's been my rock all my life and he is someone who I really look up to in so many ways because he's so wise and um just so emotionally intelligent and has been such a good role model for me so yeah he does inspire me that's a good answer (laughs) (laughs) yay Lindsay's dad (laughs) (laughs) last last question is um where is your favorite place to be my favorite place to be um at home um with my family, to be honest. Um, followed closely, a uh, close second would be in my bed. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. That's a popular answer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So thank you very much, Lindsay. That was absolutely fantastic for you to come on and talk Lovely. to us. Um, where can people find you on social media? Do they want to follow you on um, Instagram and Twitter but, and stuff? Yeah, you can find me. It's Lindsay Armau. It's at Lindsay Armau, so all one word, um, both on Twitter and Instagram. Excellent. Yeah. So, and again, thank Lovely you very much. Like you. I've, I've oh. been, a, been a fan of Bewitching since I was younger, and then when you came oh. back and you did Daddy P, just absolutely love it. And you've always been my favourite member as well. I've got to oh, tell you that. Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope I didn't disappoint. We were actually debating on how to say your surname before we got on, weren't we? So thank you for clearing that up. Easy now because yeah. well, actually, well, I was going to say my married name is Pal, but you can still call me Lindsay Armel professionally. But yeah, it's it's a, I've got an easier surname now. I'm married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Excellent. I know you've been lovely to speak to Lindsay. Thank oh, you very much. Thanks so much. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll tag yeah. it. I'll tag it in the episode once it goes up. Anyway. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting to you guys. You too. Cheers, Lindsay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was our interview there with Lindsay Armau. Um, great person to talk to, really insightful in, in the days of, you know, like behind the scenes kind of things that we would never think of, yeah. like how hard they worked them and how tired they must have been. Like, you just think it's all glamorous. Exactly, yeah. You know, no. a musical career. So it's quite interesting to hear those type of things, like behind the scenes. And she was so nice to talk, like, to, talk to and just, there's no question that she wouldn't answer or she's really down-to-earth person of course absolutely lovely and like you know sometimes you meet people and like not not to say we've ever had a guest on that i felt like this about but sometimes you do meet like celebrities and people that you you admire and it's sometimes it's a bit of a letdown but honestly with her it was just she's just absolutely lovely she was so nice the second she came on it was like she you know before the interview she said how do you want to do this i've got i can plug in a different mic if you want and she was being really accommodating and it was just really nice to talk to her genuinely i enjoy yeah, i same. really enjoyed this interview this is one of my favorite ones that we've done and uh, yeah it was just great great i to said talk that to, to you didn't i it's one of my favorite definitely, interviews yeah. that we've done definitely it was really nice it was so laid back for us and um she was laughing along and having jokes with us as well, yeah. which was really nice. Exactly, yeah, yeah, and it was nice. As, it's nice as well because it's like when when we do research on on people that we get on. Obviously, you start like reading things and listening to things and watching things, so you get kind of hooked back into that. And it's nice because you're kind of reliving your youth, 
as you're doing this, uh, you know, the, the, the research on, on people, like, like say, listening to Bewitch, I've made a playlist now on Spotify of like some of my favorite Bewitch tracks with, uh, with, with the newer stuff as well. And uh, it's just nice. It's really nice. I'm watching, rewatching the big reunion as well. Yeah, I watched and the whole series. I, I was watching it. In, I forgot in, how good a show it exactly, was. and I was watching it in preparation for the interview. And then after we talked to it, I carried on watching it. And and Dina, my wife, was said, said like, "Well, I thought you were." You're going to keep watching this now, are you? And I was like, well, I'm hooked in now. I want to see how, how, how it goes. Even though I've seen it, I want to watch it. So, And, yeah, it was, it was great. It was really nice talking to her. And just to let everyone know as well, that Netflix show that she said she wasn't allowed to mention, she's actually just announced it now because we did that interview with her on Monday, and she just announced it now. And it's a Netflix show. It's a Harlan Caban series called Stay Close. So it sounds intriguing, but she's got a role in that because, as you know, as everyone knows now she's an actress. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah. So look forward to that. And like Netflix is big, huge now, isn't it? So it is. Yeah, it, it is. Netflix it is. is. And like, brilliant. just with you know, with with the way things are with the performance world, not being able to sing and perform and stuff. This is this is something I'm, I'm really I'm really happy for her that she's got this. And and as a fan, I'm I'm genuinely uh, excited to see what the show's all about. So. Everyone, stay tuned for, for Stay Close, coming to Netflix soon. Um, and as well, we, we mentioned in the interview there that she was in a band, a folk band called Clayton. Um, we only briefly mentioned it. We didn't have a lot of time to kind of get into it a little bit. But I do want to play a quick clip of one of the tracks from that album, just to show Mike as well, because um, I know Mike hasn't heard any of it. And um, it's I love it, absolutely love it. I love folk music, though, so it's it's right up my alley. Um, but it just it showcases her as a musician as well because yeah she was in a girl band but she's got a really lovely angelic voice and she's a fantastic guitar player and and she plays keyboard as well so um, I think that's one of the things isn't it that's missed when you when you look at 90s band pop bands and stuff like that, especially boy bands or and girl bands alike and, and stuff is that um you know the, they may do the dance routines and the the as you say cheesy pop songs uh, if you want to call it that but actually, there are musicians underlying in that. Yeah, there are. Act. And, well, and, you know, and these are people who are fantastic singers, or you know, fantastic producers, songwriters, and guitarists, and piano players. And you only see a little snippet. The fame side of it is the tiny, tiny part of their, yeah, uh, you know, personality. Yeah, it's true. And you're not always allowed to. This is one of my questions. I actually, didn't get a chance to ask her, but you're not always allowed to um, to use your full creativity when you're in a pop band like that. Yeah. And I know that from experience. But you know, she was never seen to be playing guitar or, or keyboard in Bewitched in the early days. She does now, which is great. But in the early days, she didn't. So I, I did wonder whether that was like um, frustrating to not be able to, you know, go, be, show your full potential, basically. Mm. But uh, but th- but this this. Um, this project she did called Clayton, it was a three-piece folk band. Absolutely amazing. And I'm going to play a little clip of a song now. This one's called Just Because You Told Me So. And it's lovely, so let me just play a little clip for you now. Love has a cost And I paid willingly Now the truth has been lost And who I used to be Okay, so that was yeah, that was uh, that was Lindsay's part of uh, of Clayton. So, what do you guys think of that? 
actually listening to it, first thing that comes into my mind is like I want to download that now, bang it in my music production software and whack some harmonies on it because there's some <laughs> absolutely unreal harmonies to be had on that song. Yeah. The chord progression, the switches, um, were were amazing. Like, so, you know what we should some do? Awesome harmonies. We should just t- bang some on and say no. No, it we over. should we should take that and we should do a little mini a cappella version of it. Just you oh, and me. Idea. Just to, yeah. I'll yeah, get yeah. Kelly on it as well. Kelly can sing the lead. And you and me will throw yeah. harmonies in around it. Let's do it. Do you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it as a little bit of a podcast project. It, only has to, it doesn't have to be professional. I won't go to town, but we'll do it. It'll be funny. <laughs> I can't, I can't harmonise the topic. No, you'd you don't the need lead. to. Like, I can I tune your voice lead. and make you sing anything I want. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Fair enough. But no, so, like, like really good. Like, re- in terms of, in terms of, like, Production, you know, um, melodic structure, blah blah blah. If you want to get technical about it, uh, which I'm not gonna, um, is yeah, it was amazing. Chord structure is amazing. Har- potential for uh, cheeky harmonies for me. Like <laughs> the whole album's yeah, like that though. It's, it's 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 really nice songs, and she and that's another thing as well. She's a songwriter, so I don't know if she wrote that song in particular, but I think she did. And again, the lyrics are lovely, so it's really yeah. is, and it's worth checking out. And so just cl- if you go to um, Spotify or any- anywhere that you can get your music from, just type in Clayton and uh, the album is called It Was Meant To Be. And it's really good. So check that one out. And yeah, and obviously check out the, uh, the, the Champagne or Guinness as well, because that's, that's, that's my favourite. Some of the songs on that are amazing. So. Yeah, I like the title track on that one. I like Champagne or Guinness. Yeah, that's we, were mine. T- we were talking about which song. Because it has a little Irish baseline. Yeah, we were talking about which song to play out this episode This episode with, and Kelly voted for that one, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, I might play, I might yeah, love, love and money. Yeah, <laughs> Might do love and money, and Mike's mentioned love and money, so I think you've been outvoted now, Kel. <laughs> but to be honest when you mention yeah, I'm very much pop R&B and used to a more pop rock so yeah. I'm always going to get outvoted if, if you listen to um, <laughs> if you listen to like all the songs on that on that EP there's a lot of like Irish twangs to it as well that one in particular yes but the, the and other then, ones well, have got that like that one just stood out for me that's all yeah it's good Mike that's your homework to check out that EP because I, I just think you really like it well, I'm going to check out the uh, Champagne and Guinness one now. Um, I'll mute my keyboard oh, for yeah, 10 seconds while I type because I've got a I've got a noisy, noisy keyboard, by the way. Like, You've got so, the deciding vote, so he needs to listen yeah, to the vote. Yeah, if I've yeah. got the deciding vote, I'm going to listen both all right, ways. All right, I, but the thing is, he's my musical collaborator, so I already know which one he's going to pick, so that's fine. Listen away. Yeah, he probably will pick that one, but at least give me my um, chance, like my shot. All right, well, before you do that, we have a game to play, a couple of games to play as well, don't we? So we got, on our last episode, when we had Pollyanna Darrow on, Howie Dee's sister from the Backstreet Boys, we we played a game afterwards and it was like, we need to come up with a proper name for it, but it's like a mastermind game where we each pick a topic and the other asks us questions based on the topic. And we made the topic specific to Pollyanna. So this time we've made the topic specific to Lindsay. So I have picked for my topic, I've just picked Bewitched. So Kelly's come up with three questions about Bewitched for me and Kelly picked the big reunion for her topic, which was the TV show that they reformed on. So I've picked three questions for her about that. But they're Bewitched specific questions about the big reunion. So Mm -hmm. um, Mike is going to host this little segment for us. And who do you want to go first, Mike? You get to choose who you want to ask the five questions to first. Flip a coin, even though I haven't got a coin near me. Uh, Mike's mastermind. Else. Mike's mastermind. Flip it. I'm going to flip a TV remote, right? So do you want buttons up or buttons down, Kelly? <laughs> Ladies first and all that. 
Um, buttons down. Buttons up, Gav wins. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> All right, so I still don't know what that means. Does that mean I'm asking Gavin first? Okay, <laughs> that was badly thought out, wasn't it? <laughs> Ask Kelly Ayres first. Right. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, that's in place of the jingle, you know. Uh, so, are you ready? Go on. I'm ready. How many years had it been that they'd been apart before Big, Re- Big Reunion? Well, you told me that answer before on the intro to six. Oh. Well, it shows you. <laughs> it shows you were listening. Gav. What? I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna play on her then, didn't I? Wrong. Well, she heard me say. She's it, gonna be like she? what? <laughs> I know, but she might have self-doubted. <laughs> right. Okay. So six. Correct. Ding. Uh, whose house did they all meet at? Lindsay's. You said that with a bit of a question in your voice. Doesn't matter. No, sure. that was a confidence. That was okay. confidence because I remembered it. Right. Okay. <laughs> Ding. <All> right. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Which one of the girls? I got none. They... Oh, I got one last time. All right. Well, you're on two. You're doing well. Which one of the girls said they met on a blind date? Um, like met the husband on a blind date. Sinead. Yeah. It's oh. Adele. Adele. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> I think I might have gone a bit harsh on you because you weren't harsh on me last oh, time. Oh God. This 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 first question is a doozy for me uh, because I'm all right at accents <laughs> if they're scouse, which is. Uh, you know, native <laughs> or Scottish, um, which arguably is in some ways, pronunciations, etc., can be quite similar to Scouse. Um, but this is one I cannot do. I can even do Indian exceptionally What's the question, well. Mike? I've got lots of Indian friends. <laughs> right. So I'm going to try this. Who says the line? I fight like my dad as well. That wasn't bad. That, that, oh, that, was, that, that was quite good. I thought I thought she'd throw it through in a question there to try and get me to talk Irish or something's gonna go on. That's cheating. No, um, I was trying me. to get Mike to talk Irish. Okay, I'm gonna say because the line is as, as far as I know, the line is fight like me dad as well. Yeah. And the original line to start the song is said by Adele and she says um something like, you know, some people say I look like me dad. So the person saying I fight like me dad as well because it's his sister, I'm going to say it's Kiwi that says that. Oh, nice. Ding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See? Right. Maybe not good. harsh that was That was good. That was really, really good. Clever. Uh, right, you ready? Finish the lyric. Never mind the story, weather. Oh, my God. Never mind the story, weather. Yep. Never mind the stormy weather. Is that what you said? Never mind the stormy. No, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just heard bad typing, but I've, I've, uh, I've got the answers anyway. <laughs> stormy weather. Yeah. It's from. <laughs> uh, uh, Think from... about the words and what song it will be from. Okay. Think about the words. So stormy weather. What, what lyric would that be on? Well, I'm imagining it's okay. I'm imagining it's from 
uh, blame it on the weatherman. Yes. Yes, but I'll give you a clue. It's the second verse of that song. Oh, so I don't. I don't know all the lyrics to it. I just know. Do you want me to give you? Do you want me to send Mike another question? No, you don't know. It's fine. I, rem- I just enough, don't. I don't I know it. That song, listening to it. I don't. I don't remember it. I. I, I know the song. Yeah. I just don't know the lyrics off by heart. So I couldn't tell you. So, uh, yeah, didn't get that one then. Uh, Jesse, hold on. Well, I don't, so... Jesse, hold on. Is that what it was from? <laughs> Seriously, after all that, it wasn't even from blaming on the weatherman. Yeah. Why did you fucking say yes then when I said blaming on the weatherman? <laughs> you, I'm, you know what? I'm, you two are fucked about here. I'm blaming both of you. Mike, Mike, when I, no, hang on. Well, okay, so like and, no, and Kelly goes, think about the lyric and what it's saying. Well, it's about it's about weather. It's about so I obviously went, oh, it's a, it's, and now you've just mentioned it's Jesse. Hold on. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good teamwork there, Mike. No, it's not yep. good teamwork. It's called fucking someone over. No. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, and breathe. Uh, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> uh, oh, hang on. I didn't give me noise. <clears throat> Um, what, what year did Bewitched release Champagne and Guinness? Uh, 2014. Bing! Got it. Yay! Too, too, too much commotion. I didn't count your answers, so I don't know how many you got. Probably two or three, something like that. Wasn't even. I don't think it was even that many, to be honest. I think I got two. Yeah, you got the first one, and you got the... Yeah, you got the first one. Another question. Yeah, give me another one anyway, just for fun. But you two fucked about there. Definitely. Oh, you frigged God, about. There was no need for any of that. <laughs> Go on, what's the, send him another one. Or you can ask it if you want. Save it, saves him. All yeah. right. You on, ask it. What was the second song released? The second song released was Roller Coaster. There you go. See, I know she all that. I know all the four number ones. I even had the, the, the years down that they were all born. I had that written down as well because I did my research. And then you go and piss about there with that just cut that bit out then no I'm, le- I'm, I'm leaving it in I'm leaving no, it in no it's comedy so, gold oh yeah I'm leaving it in it's staying in so that people can see I was picked on so because there's a lot of our listeners that think that I pick on the people on the podcast so this is proof that it's not me picking on everyone they pick on me see I think I'm getting too comfortable and I'm laughing I'm having a laugh about it as well are you <laughs> anyway okay so that about concludes our episode Mike Mike's first time ever hosting a game and last time ever hosting a game as well <laughs> he won't be doing it again that's the end of that one next time he's going to be playing it and I'm going to catch him out when he gives me an answer I'm going to tell him it's right and then I'm going to laugh at him and say it's wrong and then I'm going to give him a second chance to guess oh, it and then Jesse's I'm still going to tell him that it was wrong <laughs> Right, okay. Anyway, this has been really fun. I I genuinely have enjoyed this episode. A big, massive thank you to Lindsay Armal for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure, and she's welcome back on any time as well. Anyway, just just to give out the information for our stuff as well, um, you can go to our website, majorsmessall.com. Mike needs to revamp that as well because it's old photos. Scott's face is still on there. That needs to go. Uh, I'm going to rebuild it. 
completely from Excellent. scratch. Perfect. Uh, Instagram is uh, at Mess Hall Podcast. Twitter is at Majors Mess Hall. Facebook, just search us, Majors Mess Hall, you'll find us. And our Patreon page, if you want to donate to us monthly, um, all the money goes back into the podcast. It's patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall. And as well, if you want to follow uh, Lindsay on her social media, she did give it out earlier. I'm just going to reiterate what she said. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Lindsay Armau. And yeah, thank you again to Lindsay. And thanks for everyone for listening. Thanks to Mike. Thanks to Kelly. Thank you. And we'll be back for episode 142 soon. And to play us out with this episode, we're going to go with Bewitched Love and Money. Take it easy, guys.